0: Um, I'm just going to pray for us real quick and just get in, get into it. So Lord, we just come before you right now, God, and I thank you, Lord, that um, you have brought each of us here, God, and I pray right now, Lord, that you um, would just this place, God, that you would take me out of the way, God, and that your Holy Spirit would speak, God, and that um, our lives would be changed and transformed in some way today, God. We trust, God, that you are a God that works and a God that changes us. And um, I just pray that today, Lord, that we would just be drawn closer to you, Lord, and just cling to you, Lord, in maybe a way that we haven't, or maybe in a way that we haven't for a long time, Lord. So be with us, God, and just speak. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So um, I'm going to, um, I'm teaching on Philippians 3, uh, verses 12 through 21, which Margie, um, my friend Margie over there, she did part of it. So, but, so I just want to read all of it. And then um, when I was preparing, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, so Yvonne, I've, I've listened to Pastor Chuck's since K-Wave started like in the 90s. And I'm like, I'm just like such a Calvary Chapel girl, go verse by verse, and you guys are probably probably going to be like, okay, but I'm just going to read, and then I'm just going to um, go through the verses. So um, Philippians three twelve, it says, Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which with, for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us as many as are mature. Have this mind, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will re- reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule, let us be of the same mind. Brethren, join in following my example, and note those who so walk, as you have. As you have us for a pattern. For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who set their mind on earthly things. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to His glorious body, according to the working by which He is able even to subdue all things to Himself. That end. Just joking. <laughs> okay. So, um, on, on verse 12, it says that not that I have already attained or I'm already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. And I love that in in this statement that Paul shows us humility. He says that he has not already attained, and to attain means to succeed in achieving something that one desires. And he knew that he had not been perfected, and to be perfected means to be completely free from faults or defects. And for perfection for us happens when we are in glory. Perfection is something beautiful for us to look forward to and a hope for us to cling on to. We know that Paul was beaten and left for dead several times, many times he was just left for dead and I love that his mindset was to press on. And I wonder, like, how could Paul press on when there was so much adversity around him? And um, to press on means to continue to move forward in a forceful or steady way. And an example of that is, um, like, of troops um, going to battle. They know that there's... Intimate danger ahead of them, but they continue to press on, no matter what. And I think that that's a good word for us to force ourselves to press on, to keep moving, to physically keep moving. And the last part of the verse explains where Paul got his strength. He says that I lay hold, and and it comes to lay hold means to come to possess, to control, or gain. To get to gain control of someone or something, to manage to understand, to manage to perceive. And Paul understood that he was to hold on to Christ as Christ held on to him. And for me, I think this is so beautiful because I feel like sometimes life is so crazy. And Paul's saying, Hold on to Christ. But through it all, Christ is holding on to us. Um And it makes me think, as we're holding, you know, I think that um, as Christians, we are saved by works. We are saved by grace, not by works. But it makes me think of Philippians 2, where it says to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Like God has us, like God has us always to do something. So to work that out. So in this example, hold on to Christ. And um, verse 13 says, brethren... I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Again, we see Paul's humility, and I think that this is a good thing, to have a humble heart is a good thing, and it is a good reminder for us that we have not arrived, Um, no matter how long we have walked with the Lord, five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20, 30 Well, however many, we, none of us have arrived. And I think that it's a good warning not to think too highly of ourselves. And that this is very dangerous for a Christian because pride can set in. And we all know that the Word of God tells us that the Lord resists the proudful man. Resists that and he will not work with someone that is full of pride. And also in allowing pride to come in, I feel that we could... Let our guard down. Let our guard down in thinking like, "Oh, I got this," and I feel that the enemy could attack us. Then, and we know that our enemy, the Bible says that he's always seeking and wants to destroy, always. So, for those two reasons, I, I love that we see that we continue to see this humility in Paul. But he says, instead of um, that, he says, instead of thinking that we have apprehended, we see two action verbs. We see forgetting and reaching. And I tried to look up forgetting, and it kept on taking me back to forget. So I'm like, okay, let me see what forget means. And so to forget means to fail to remember. And it also means to put out of one's mind, to cease to think, to consider. And I'm like, okay. And then I looked up ing, just to look it up. (laughs) And, And ing is a present participle, and it is used in forming continuous tenses, And so we get the word forgetting to continue to put out of my mind. And as I was thinking about that, I was just thinking that forgetting is a choice that we make. When we choose to rehash things and not let go of things, and just some examples are like a death, someone that died, we keep on rehashing that. A broken relationship, we keep on rehashing that. A divorce, anger. Unforgiveness towards others, or even unforgiveness towards ourselves. These are all, these things are all hard. They're hard, hard things. But if we don't choose to press forward, we will be destroyed. We will be worn. We will be tired. We will be left with heavy hearts, hopeless, and not very useful for the kingdom of God. And I think. Like, if we just all remember that we're here to further the kingdom of God, we're here to reach the lost and the dying. And if we're so set on remembering all those things that are behind us, we won't be very effective in God's kingdom. Instead, Paul says to reach forward to the things that are ahead. And what does this look like? For me, I think, you know, often it feels like we are knocked down. And when we are knocked down, we get back up. We keep going. We don't give up. We cling to Christ. We keep reaching, knowing that God holds us, knowing that he is in control, knowing that he has a purpose for everything, the good and the bad. And. Sometimes I know just personally for myself, you know, that God uses hardships to bring us closer to him so that we can cling to him so that we will be changed. And I just encourage you guys, just all of us, that we would keep reaching even when we don't understand, even when we don't know. We remember that his ways are higher than our own ways. And he has a purpose just in everything that we go through in every little thing. So, um moving forward, uh, verse fourteen says, "I press toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Again, we see action. Paul is doing something he says to press, which means to move forward to move into a position with something by exerting continuous force Again, we see something." actual action. We're doing something with our body. We're pressing toward the prize, which is our ultimate goal. We keep moving forward. We don't stand still. We don't stay in the past. We keep going forward. And what is our prize? The prize of the upward call. Um, The upward call just means towards a higher place. And that higher place for us is heaven. Um, And this is a good motivation for us to keep our eye on because like I said, this life is hard, and if we if we forget that we have a prize, Jesus, our prize, we can get discouraged. We can give up. We can not care, and again, ineffective for the kingdom of God. So we have that prize, um, and it's important to remember that as we press toward the goals, that trials will always be a part of this life. There's not a time that oh no more trials, I'm done. No, (laughs) there's always going to be trials. In John 16, 3, Jesus says, in this world, you will have tribulations. And I think that's a promise. He's saying we will have tribulations. But he says, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And some of these trials, like I said before, will bring great suffering. And um, I think that it's important to remember that, again, that we are held by Christ and that through those trials, God will do a great change in us that we wouldn't otherwise learn. And in this life of, of being a Christ follower, we should always be changing, always um, striving to be more like Christ and and to know that through these sufferings that God is changing us and more into his image. And I think that, It's a privilege to allow the Lord to do this work in us, even when it hurts, even when we don't like it. It's a privilege and it's an honor for us to continue with the Lord. Um, Verse 15 says, I put 15 and 16 together, but it says, Therefore, let us as many as are mature have this mind, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. And to be mature means um, having attained a desired, a final or desired state. And our final state. I felt like this kind of contradicted like oh I haven't arrived but we do have a final state which is um was settled when we believed on the Lord Jesus Christ from that moment that we put our faith in him God has continued to say, to sanctify us and to conform him more and more into into his image this is what makes us mature not that we have arrived but we can be mature in the Lord and um this mind that paul is talking about is um i got it from philippians chapter 2 and this mind is a mind that is like-minded this mind is of the same love this mind is one of cord and has no selfish ambition this mind does not have conceit this mind is a humble mind this mind esteems others better than i esteem myself this mind looks for the interest of others and it has no reputation. This mind is is a mind of a servant and is obedient to the point of death, just like our Lord. This is the mind of Christ. This is the mind that we are to have, the same mind of Christ, an identical type and exactly similar to his mind. And we and I just think that All these things, you know, that we are, at the end of the day, we are to be like our master. We are to be like Jesus. And sometimes I know that, um, when we live life, we can maybe look at ourselves, look at others and think like, I don't have that mind. Or I don't even agree with that mind. I don't like that mind. But, um, the, the last part, the last part of the verse talks about that. It's, um, his, his mind its it might be too hard for us to have this mind. Things have been done to us, unforgivable things we have done things to ourselves or to others we have lost people that we love we feel frozen, we feel alone, we're scared we cannot understand this mind how can I have this mind and I love that Paul says if in anything you you think otherwise God will reveal even this to you. Romans 3, 4 says, Let God be true, but every man a liar. And what God says is truth. Even when we don't understand, it is still true. And so I, I love that, that God will reveal everything to us. If, if our hearts are willing and our hearts are open um, the things that we can't understand, He will reveal it to us. Um, verse 17 It says, brethren, join in following my example and note those who so walk as you have for us for a pattern. And I love that Paul lived a life where he could tell people to follow his example. If anyone could boast, we all know that it was Paul. Um, And an example is one that serves as a pattern to be imitated. In 1 Corinthians 11 Verse 1, Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And I think that this is a good example for us. We should we should live lives where we can say the same thing as Paul. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. Although we make mistakes, our life can be a pattern of love. Our life can be a pattern of good works. And we should be a pattern for others, especially for unbelievers. In Second Corinthians 2.15, Paul says, that we are the fragrance of Christ to those who are being saved and to those who are perishing. So I think that um, as we walk with the Lord, that we should be able to say, you know, maybe not say, but people should be able to look at us and say, oh, I love Terry over there. Look at how she loves the Lord. Or Jess over there. I want to be like her. Because you guys are like all oh, you guys are like Christ, and so I think that we could be a great, great example for for everyone, especially for the for a lost world. Um, verse eighteen says, "For many walk of whom." I have told you often and now tell you, even weeping, that they are enemies of the cross of Christ. In verse 19, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who set their mind on earthly things. And I think that these verses are really sad. I've seen people that once walked with the Lord and they don't walk with him anymore. And um, I love how Paul says that he weeps for them because their end is destruction. There is no prize for them. And I love Paul's heart, and I think that we should have that same heart for everyone. Um, we can learn to be compassionate for the lost and for those who have hurt us. I believe that when we walk in love, in God's love, that God can use us to help others, maybe help turn them to Christ. My prayer for us is that we would love hard and let our lives impact those around us. I hope that we would look for our opportunities to reach the lost and dying. And just to remember that God, you know, at the end of the day, um, I think it's sometimes it's easy to look at people when they're in sin and to look down at them. And I just pray that that would not be our attitude. But to remember that God is the just judge. He will deal with each person according to his word. For us, it is important to be a good example of love and to be a powerful tool in our master's hands. And I think of the parable of the wheat and the tares. Jesus said, let the wheat and the tares grow together. And at the harvest, he will deal with the tares. It is all in his hands. We do what he has called us to do, and he will take care of the rest. So I just feel like just have that love for... For people that have turned away or for people, for the enemies of of the cross, you know, that God could use us to impact them. Um, and then verse 20 um, says, for our citizenship is in heaven from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse twenty one says, "Who will transform our lowly body, that it may be conformed to His glorious body, according to the working by which He is able even to subdue all things to Himself?" And um, when I was thinking of citizenship, um, I just thought about how important it is to know our citizenship. Um, when I came into this country, I was probably brought here illegally. <laughs> But my mom, thank God, she, um, she I remember I was probably like seven years old when I went to be a naturalized citizen of the United States, and um, I just love that comparing it to this, that our citizenship is so important because Paul says that our citizenship is in heaven, it is where we belong. it is our eternal dwelling place, our citizenship. Our citizenship is with Christ, and our identity is found in Him. We eagerly wait for our Savior. He is our hope. He is our redemption. We have nothing else but Him. We eagerly wait like a child waits for Christmas morning so that he could open up all his gifts. Our day is coming soon. Our Lord is coming. He has conquered, and He has brought everything into subjections. All things are subject to him. And I I love that um, it says that he will transform our lowly bodies. And I, I look forward to that, just, just to look forward to heaven when we will just have our new bodies and just to be with each other and to be with the Lord. Um, it's, it's a good thing to look. It's a good citizenship that we have. And... um. Now, if you guys want to know, I titled, <laughs> I, told, I titled my message, Held by Christ. I forgot to tell you that. So I'm ending with this. Um, um, held by Christ, yes. We are held by Christ, our Savior, that we may press on. And I love um, so much um, about God's Word. Um, like Margie taught last week on rejoice. I love that... Um, so much happens to us. And I love that God's word teaches us to rejoice. Um, The book of Philippians is a book of joy. And I feel like God's teaching us how to have that joy. So um, we are held by Christ, our Lord and our Savior. May we press on to the upward call. May we lay hold of Christ. These are things that he tells us to do, and this is how we get our joy. Wait, may we lay hold of Christ. May we forget the things that are behind. May we, re- maybe we-, may we reach ahead, keep going forward. And finally, <laughs> this is my last thing um, Psalm 135 and 6 says, I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I do hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning. Yes, more than more than those who watch for the morning. So I just pray my prayer for us is that we would just keep going forward when life seems to knock us down, that we get up, we keep pressing and we keep going. That's it. Um, I'm just going to pray. So, Lord, um, thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, for your word, God, that transforms us. God, thank you for your word that gives us joy, that gives us peace, Lord, in the midst of all our trials, God. I thank you, Lord, that um, in you, Father, we have absolutely everything that we need to live this life, to have this hope, to have this joy, God. And I pray for every woman here, God. Um, Lord, you see her. You know exactly where she's at. You know what she's dealing with and what she's going through, God. And I pray, God, that your Holy Spirit would comfort her right now, God, that she would cling to you, Lord, that she would know, God, that you have loved her, Lord, with an everlasting love, God. And I just pray, God, that um, we would all just continue to run, Lord. We wait for you. We look for you, God, and just... um, Take care of us, God. We need you, and we love you so much. In Jesus' name I pray.